welcome to the Lair's Lair, episode 11, the final episode of season one. We'll yeah. call it season one. Uh, hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Katie. Welcome to the Lair's Lair. For the, maybe the last time for a little bit. For a little bit. Yeah. We're going to hang up our aprons. We'll be back in the tent at some point soon. We have been wearing aprons. Oh, yes. Every episode. Yep. Yeah. Matching aprons. Mm -hmm. Yep. For sure. But yeah, we're talking <laughs> about the, the final yeah. today. We made I think it. The best final in... Bake Off history in my book. Wow. Bold statement. Uh, <laughs> why? I mean, well, I, I enjoyed it too, but uh, why specifically? I feel like this is the first season where I've truly like loved all three of the finalists and mm. wanted nothing but the best for all of them and also thought that any of them could win. Yeah, it was the competition was very tight at mm -hmm. the end. It was. I, I think any, like, even up until the point that they announced who won. It could have been one of a couple. <laughs> until the point that Christelle put a tin of olive oil in the oven for, with five, min with five, for five minutes. Yes, Anyone basically. could have won that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree, though. They There were three very, very likable people mm -hmm, mm -hmm. left at the end. And I, I truly, like, I appreciated that they summed it up at the beginning of the episode that, like, all three of them had gotten two handshakes each and two star bakers. Like, how often has that happened? Basically, I don't think ever. Probably never. I, I have never seen a, a season in which the handshakes were distributed so liberally. So I doubt. <laughs> no, seriously, I don't think there have ever. I don't recall there being that many before. I think there's. Well, OK, so I think it's been distributed pretty evenly this season, but there have been more by volume in past seasons. There was one time where Paul's meaty hands were just like all over the place. Ooh. He was Ooh. very, <laughs> he was very Ooh. sausage finger slap happy. Oh boy, that's <laughs> terrible. Making you uncomfortable. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. So let's, I guess, maybe start at the beginning yeah, of this episode. In. So first off, no goofy opening sequence this week, which was much appreciated. So welcome. A really lovely recap, uh, as mm -hmm. you were saying, with the, the two handshakes and the two star bakers for everyone. I think those three plus Jurgen were the only ones to get Star Baker the whole you're right. the whole series, yep. right? Mm -hmm. Or the whole season. Yep. Um and then during the first bake, we had the really lovely family sections. It was so good. And especially in a season where we haven't seen the bakers at home with their like charming hobbies and their family connections and who yeah. they bake for, to get to see them come in at this point where we know and love all three of them so well was just it was very welcome. So Giuseppe's video from his parents was obviously very, very sweet. Mm -hmm. What what happened to his kids? What do you mean? At the beginning, he like the first introduction to Giuseppe was all about his kids, and he was baking with his sons, teaching them how to bake. Like the biggest part of his his home life was his kids, and then there was this thing about. How he didn't tell him tell his kids where he was going, <laughs> and then they were never mentioned again for the next nine weeks. Okay, well here's the deal. Did Even you when notice? He won. Did you notice in the first episode when the, when we met his kids, we just saw the backs of their very adorable heads. Oh, you got a, a conspiracy theory? No, here? it's oh. not a conspiracy theory. It's just like a a guy who knows he's going to be on national TV, international TV, wanting to protect his kids' mm. privacy. I see. I and see. I think he chose specifically to like when he called in family. I mean, also like the storyline with his dad is really wonderful and sincere. And I think it just is also a way that he doesn't have to then expose his kids to the limelight. Sure. No conspiracy theories here. <laughs> well, couldn't you do a phone call, though? Yeah. 
Like when he got Star Baker one of the two times, mm-hmm. you couldn't have like kids and partner on the phone. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he just chose not to. Just seemed weird. Only because he said he didn't tell his kids where he was going. That was the fun. That part. was weird. Yeah. And then from that point on, <laughs> never hearing about them again made it more weird. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, but anyway, his parents are adorable. Cosimo and his mother. Right. Obviously, that is the storyline that you that you need oh, to absolutely. put at the forefront. Absolutely. Yeah, and I loved how he was like, "You're way better than me by far." To which Giuseppe just responded very flatly, absolutely a lie. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I really appreciate him. He's very fun. I thought Chiggs' family was was very sweet. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Christelle's as well. Mm -hmm. Her twin sister. The the support from that whole family is so chaotic (laughs) and like so over the top. And I just, I, I love... Everything about that yeah. situation. Yeah. I also loved like seeing baby Chiggs with his dad. And obviously Chiggs's dad seemed like a fashion icon. Did you see those sweaters? No, I guess I I missed that. Oh, I mean he was wearing some just absolutely brills sweaters. Brills. Jumpers. Jumpers. Brills jumpers. Brills jumpers. <laughs> Wait, is Brills a, a- a British thing? I think so. Or did you just make that up no, right I'm now? I'm pretty, like, 85% sure. <laughs> 85% sure, 110% confident. 120% going for the it. The Styles. Okay, uh, first bake. Well, speaking of fashion, should we jump up and do a oh, little yeah, fashion? Oh, yeah, yeah, let's, let's do that, too. Okay, um, things that you noticed. Uh, Noel was doing a lot this week, yeah. even for Noel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also odd that he had a wardrobe change after day one. He sure did. Yeah. And I'm not sure why. I'm not sure why, but we need to dig in a little bit to that day one shirt. What happened to his phenomenal shirt from day one? So let's back up a bit. It was phenomena. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. And Even it was, better. I did a little, little research on this one. <laughs> There's got to be some social media account out there that like puts together their outfits, like sources their outfits each week. Mm, I bet that I bet exists. There is. So far, it's just a bunch of like British tabloid online articles that I read. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you need to start the social media account, okay, is, okay. I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. Seems Noel, like Noel Fitz on Noel Instagram. Fitz. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. The, the shirt. Okay. So the shirt, um, people were really excited to see this shirt because it's, it's a movie poster. For a movie called Phenomena. Have you ever heard of this? No. Clearly, I I couldn't even read it. Okay. Well, this sounds like something that might be up your alley. So we're just going to go through the synopsis of this, and then you're going to okay. tell me on a scale of 1 to 10 how interested in this movie you are. Great. Ready? Yep. Dario Argento's Phenomena stars Jennifer, Jennifer Connelly as Jennifer Corvino mm. studying abroad at a private Swiss academy. There's a killer on the loose, but luckily... Jennifer discovers she can communicate with bugs. <laughs> with the help of Dr. John McGregor. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> but luckily, luckily. I, I'm not even there yet, okay? Hey, hey, hey bugs. Hey, bugs, I'm going to die. No. This, hey, bugs, this man's going to kill the shit I, out of me. You need to wait because Sorry. I think what comes next is going to be even better for you. Okay, go ahead. With the help of 
Dr. John McGregor and his trusty chimpanzee caretaker, oh, uh, wait, Jennifer's wait, wait, telepathic butt. <laughs> finish here a chimpanzee caretaker you gotta let me finish oh, okay jennifer's telepathic bug powers are <laughs> unleashed and used to hunt the killer end of synopsis go ahead commence reaction <laughs> okay so if i'm being hunted by some sort of mad killer at your private swiss academy and suddenly a bug starts talking to me. <laughs> My first thought is, ah, shit, I'm in luck. <laughs> luckily, of, of all the things you said there, for some reason, luckily is, is catching me off guard the most. Is this the official synopsis or is this like a fan submitted IMDb synopsis? No clue. Okay. Um, but I'll just say it came out in 1985. So it's like Jennifer Connelly's movie that she did, I think, right after Labyrinth. No, Labyrinth was 86. Okay, so right before. Yeah, so also the star of this movie is like 13 or something? Yeah, it's, it's a child who, she, who teams up with a trusty chimpanzee and bugs. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Okay, whoa, 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 the chimp is on her team? Well, yeah, with the help of Dr. John McGregor and his trusty chimpanzee caretaker. <laughs> so the four of them plus the trillions of insects yep. on the planet. <laughs> Correct. On the planet. Correct. Not talking about space bugs just yet. Take down this killer. Yep. Luckily. And then luckily, Noel Fielding is wearing a shirt for this movie on only one Ooh. day of this final taping. This situation deserves its own podcast. <laughs> I can tell. Okay, so I take it you would like to watch this film? I think I probably will later today. Okay. <laughs> I think that's what I'm going to do immediately following this recording. Okay. But yeah, so she... Because she's like, what? Oh, we're still going. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is the whole podcast now. Sorry. Damn it. Uh, she's what? Like 13, 14 in yeah, Labyrinth? Something like that. So the star of this movie is like a sixth grader. Yeah. Uh-huh. This is insane. Yeah. Okay. And then Phenomena for a bug movie? A bug serial, well, maybe not serial killer. I'm assuming serial killer. It's just a killer on the loose. We don't know how. It's not his first time though, right? Uh, why do you think it's a he? Come on. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> okay. I need to just let that go so we can finish the podcast. So I will come Noel back to that later. So wore a different shirt day two is. Yeah. And the inter does the internet know why? Oh, I didn't ask the internet that question. Oh, okay. Did um, you find a, do you have a link for the shirt? Is like, is it like a $4,000 Balenciaga collaboration or something? Um, I didn't actually look, but I did see that people were really excited about him wearing this shirt. Because of the movie or because of like, is it a. There's a limited edition set that is coming out in March. Oh, so he got the, the early plug. Well, I think he has, I have no idea. Maybe that's why they had to take it off TV. It was too exclusive. Oh. This is a Noel Fielding exclusive. But it wasn't supposed to be, perhaps. Mm, interesting. Interesting. Okay. They're releasing this exclusive merch for a 30-year-old movie. <laughs> 30, no. You said 85? 85 a 36-year-old movie. Fuck. <laughs> okay, so what else? Oh, boy. I don't remember what they baked now. A carrot cake? Is that what we're talking about? <laughs> Too many carrots and uh, chicks bake? Was it a new pair of Jordan 1s? That's what I want to know. Or was no, it the it was same the, pair? No, he went back to the originals. Is it the bread? No, it was the, uh, so maybe not the first ones he wore, but those are the, the Travis Scott ones, okay. which 
I think oh. I think if Chiggs had known how Travis Scott was going to pan out in the next couple yeah. months, he maybe wouldn't have gone back to those. Okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. But those were, yeah, he had worn those earlier in the season in one of the first couple episodes. So maybe it was like a, a good luck thing back to the, back to where we started for the final. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Should we move on to vocab? Uh, yeah, sure. That's what we're doing. Okay. Um, I had, have we talked about taking the mick we before? We have not. No. Okay. That was a new one to me. Okay. Do you need me to define it for you? Yeah, did you look it up? I sure did. Okay, perfect. Yeah, what is it? <laughs> it means to tease, mock, or ridicule, uh, to joke or kid around. It's a variant of taking the piss out of someone. Okay, so it's the clean version of that. Yeah. The, the TV-friendly version of taking the piss. I think so. Did we, I feel like we talked feel, about this. Yeah, I feel like something similar came okay. up before. Um, but it's like, it's like, is Paul Hollywood fucking with us with this technical recipe? Right. Answer, right. yes. <laughs> Okay. And, and then I had two more from the, the very end sequence when oh. when they were uh, recapping what everyone's been doing since Bake Off finished. Oh, sure. Yep. Mm-hmm. One was, I guess they were both from Freya and Lizzie's road trip, actually, oh, which is a thing that I need <gasps> a whole nother season of. Absolutely. I would watch a web series about that. Yes. Um, <laughs> punting? Oh, yeah. Boating. Why, like on earth, why on earth would it be called punting? Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. Okay, so that just means boating. Yep. Like okay. rowing a boat. Yeah. They were definitely in a, a little paddle boat, yeah, but yeah, that's yeah. okay. Close uh, enough. Oh, okay. Maybe that's also that. I don't know. And then I can infer that crazy golf probably means like mini golf or what we might call putt-putt. Yeah. Okay. So went I'm, deep I'm on guessing. this one on the internet. Okay. Um, and? I mean, I think generally speaking, yes. But mini golf is the more like basic, like golf, but smaller. Whereas crazy golf is like, like golf, but with obscene obstacles, which is the mini golf that is way more fun. Okay. And what is putt putt? Putt putt is is like the same thing, basically. Okay. Ah, Those are not American equivalents to like crazy golf and mini golf. No, it wasn't. They all kind of exist in a continuum, it seems like. Do we have crazy golf? I think we call it mini golf. Huh. But like the, maybe like the, uh, what is it? Pirate's Cove was one of them or a Lava Links, perhaps like the themed (laughs) with like big obstacles. Maybe you've got a volcano in the middle of the hole that you need to work around. Or for folks who are from the Minneapolis area, like the can-can variety where it's like artist-driven golf. That's got to be crazy golf, I think that's crazy golf, yeah. If if you got to hit your ball through a tuba, I think you're playing crazy golf. (laughs) I think you're correct, yes. So those are my three. Okay. Did you have any others? Um, I had two sort of like British cultural references that I had to go find out what they meant. Mm -hmm. Um, The first was marathon is called Snickers now, Paul. Wasn't that a thing in the U.S.? Okay, so here's the deal. It was, but it was different. So marathon bars were what Snickers bars were called in the U.K. and Ireland until... 1990. And in 1990, Mars, who owns the Snickers brand, decided to line up the UK brand with their global Snickers brand. Sure. And, and so and they've been- You can count on Matt for a 30-year-old reference. Well, but also, I think it was a, hey, Paul, you're really old. Because mm. <laughs> you still think something is called something that was called something else in 1990. Sure, sure. What's the age difference between Matt and- 
Paul? I don't know. I think Matt is probably in his 40s and Paul's probably in his late 50s. That is a the, wild guess on my part. No the idea. No hair and the fully gray hair, I think, yeah. throw me off. Yeah, for sure. In opposite directions. For sure. So here's the next one. The oh, next yeah, one that yeah. I had that also involves Matt is when Chiggs and Matt are carrying up the thing and they say to me, to you, to me, to you. Oh, yeah, I didn't you. get that. <laughs> okay. So then I was watching some British cartoon or like show and you asked me what I was doing and I said research. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> it sounded like you were just watching children's television. So there was a kids game show hosted by the Chuckle Brothers that ran in the 90s and basically that- like- Sorry, is that the one that Matt was on? Oh, no, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. This was like a kid's, it was sort of like, uh, what is it, like Double Dash or Double Dare? Double Dare was a Nickelodeon show, yeah. Yeah, where kids have to do challenges and they compete in teams against each other. Yeah, Nickelodeon had a bunch of those. Okay. Legi- so, uh, Guts, yeah. Legends of the Hidden Temple. Okay, yeah, there were you ma- know all of these. I didn't many. have yeah. cable. This is a, a chasm yeah, between it was, us. Yeah, it was a... Uh, it was a genre for a while there. Okay, yeah. so there was a, a UK show. It seems very, very wholesome. I watched an entire episode earlier today. Um, and Amazing. basically, like, if you grew up in the 80s and 90s, to this day, every time you have found yourself at the end of a piece of furniture trying to maneuver it into position, you will have undoubtedly uttered the immortal words to me, followed by an inevitable reply from the other end to you. So it's a bit from this kids' TV show that ran in the 80s and 90s. But we don't know what the bit is exactly. I, they were moving furniture and they would move things. And that was the but, thing that they did. Okay. These two like old guys who were the hosts of this show, the Chuckle Brothers, would Got do it. this bit together. Yeah, okay. And then there was a show called To Me To You that oh. Yeah. Like I I, I should have led with that. Um there was an <laughs> yeah. eponymous kids show. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Uh Okay. Matt and Paul are eight years apart. Okay. Paul's, 50, Paul's 55 and Matt is 47. Okay. Okay. Well, okay. I wasn't super off. Just just enough to make an old guy joke, I yeah, guess. Yeah, for sure. Well, we've really gone deep on these uh, these related tangents today. We've talked absolutely nothing about baking so far. Should we dive shall we, into the bakes? Shall we? Let's do it. We had a carrot cake up first, which kind of surprised me as a as a final signature bake. It's the cake that makes Noel want to push kids into ditches. <laughs> it's just his own. Specifically <laughs> his, own. his own kids. But he'd never have to because no. they're not dumb. Uh-huh. Uh, it seemed like sort of a, a basic or like simple thing mm. to bake in the final. Okay. And I maybe that's the, the idea is like it's a classic relatively easy bake Mm -hmm. let's see what you can do with it yeah in a like interesting creative way that Mm -hmm. is still this original classic thing so as i talk about this out loud maybe i'm not confused about why they did it (laughs) (laughs) also i think the fact that they only had two hours 15 minutes definitely complicates this because like yeah when prue Prue talks about having to have it cool before you put Cream cheese frosting on it, like that is that is not a lot of time. Yeah, and that hosed up two of them. Always bothers me. <laughs> it bothers talked... you that the challenge baking show is actually challenging. Well, in that <laughs> one specific like art of to, to me feels artificial way. Mm. 
Like this is not a practical challenge that you would usually face to just have an arbitrary deadline. Like in any other baking situation, you could start earlier or you could choose to make something that you could make within the time that you have usually. Mm. Does I, make for some really great TV though. I, I understand <laughs> it. It's just mildly annoying. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite Prue things happened in uh, in the judging of, I think it was Jigs's cake, maybe. Okay. Which is when Paul is pointing out like all of the flaws in something, right? Like he didn't bless you, Marcy. He didn't like a lot of things. I think it was Jigs. A lot of things about Jigs's cake. It was rubbery and textures were off and blah 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 blah. Mm -hmm. and then they cut to prue who says something along the lines of like yes but it tastes like cake and i like cake so that's nice (laughs) (laughs) she just says something of like yeah but it's cake and it's good or it's a biscuit and i like biscuits of like this has met the minimum bar to be this thing that is a nice thing that we can enjoy okay it's one of my my favorite uh, balancing the, like, the Hollywood counterweight. Yeah the, yeah, the checks and balances between the two judges. For sure, for sure. When Paul just crushes something and Prue says, "Yeah, but it's cake." <laughs> yeah, it was also rubbery cake from Chiggs, and he put right. nine hundred grams of carrot, which obviously we knew from the raised eyebrow at that point that that was going to go poorly. If they ever highlight the amount of something you're adding. And then ask a quizzical question with a, ooh, a skeptical response. They never say at the end, wow, I'm glad you put 17 carrots into this. That it's delicious. The amount of carrots. Mm-hmm. It's so wet and tasty. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stringy. I love it. Uh, all uh, in all, like three not great signatures. They were all fine. They were all fine. Yeah. yeah. I, I think the, th- the three of them were roughly... Equal after the first bake, which is interesting, at least. There wasn't like a clear winner or clear loser of that first round. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just, you know, it, it pushes the, kicks the drama down. Definitely. The drama can down the road a bit. So the next stop on the <laughs> can road was the technical. Mm-hmm. Um, should, should we go there? Follow that can? Sure. <laughs> uh, weird moment for Giuseppe. Burning something? Yeah, what was he doing? Yeah. That didn't make any sense, and he didn't really explain it. He was just like, oh, hello, bud. You're fine, buddy. He just said, like, yeah, I burned the shit out of it, basically, while watching it burning and saying, I'm going to keep baking it. It was a little weird. Maybe he he was thinking of, like, like a golden, like a dark golden, maybe like with a more cinnamony dough or something. I don't know. Do Do you ever want that color from something, though? That was, like... It was like dark very dark. Brown. I mean, it looked almost like a like a really flaky croissant or you know that sort of like bronzed sure. color for something that's like very high fat. But isn't that usually like also washed in something like egg? like an egg wash? Yeah. Hmm, I think you're right. So that's what's darkening, not the actual dough. Oh wow. Right? You learned so much. You've really been on a journey. But <laughs> isn't the point of the egg wash for color? I think so. Yeah. yeah. So if you don't have that and your shit's black, it's probably not, if your shit's black, go to the hospital. (laughs) If your bake is black on top, I don't think it's ever 
good. Like, I just don't know what he was going for. Yeah, unclear. Um, speaking of Giuseppe, though, there there was a, can we just just rewind a bit Absolutely. to the advert for Giuseppe the movie? Fantastic. Outstanding bit. Noel, Noel's bits were very, mm, sorry. Noel had some great comedy bits today. What do you think of Chiggs's bits this week? <laughs> oh, don't even ask. You don't want to know. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Noel was on this episode. Yep. Matt, another rough week for Matt, however. Obviously, yeah. But the, the Giuseppe uh, movie trailer mm-hmm. was excellent. Noel Arms as this... long as other people's legs. Just That's been in my head since yep. I watched this. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Noel has a solid American accent, too. Oh, he definitely does. Cappuccinos. <laughs> <laughs> Cappuccinos. <laughs> that, was, that was a great bit. Uh, yeah. Um, other, other good things... Um, we had some really good subtitles here for Chig's Grumbles. Mm-hmm. Chig's blows a raspberry. Mm-hmm. We had a, a Giuseppe. <laughs> ooh. Yep. The subtitle was just Giuseppe ooh. in brackets. Ooh. Yeah. Exclamation point. But it was like he exclaimed. That gets half a point for me. We'll, oh, we'll get yeah, to this yeah, later. Yeah, I, for, I totally okay. forgot about that part. Um. Yeah. And then Christelle turned into a shaky puppet at some point. <laughs> One of two puppet mentions in mm-hmm. this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I also enjoyed going back to Prue. Her judging on this one when she just hell un- yes when she just unraveled two different bakers' yep. buns and held them up. Yep, I wrote very much enjoyed Prue handling dough. <laughs> she she dismantled <laughs> Giuseppe's to make a point about Chigs's. Mm-hmm. Yep, she sure did. It was, I mean, it was a point well made. You got 12 of them up there, I guess. You only have to eat one. You got 11 mm-hmm. to spare. Okay. I, I don't remember if it was... No, it must have been in the in the showstopper, actually. So let's... Never mind. Let's move okay. on to the showstopper. So here's the deal. Okay, so you said going into the technical, you thought they were all pretty evenly matched, right? Mm-hmm. And then... The technical went Christelle, Chiggs, Giuseppe, which, by the way, let's just celebrate Christelle winning a technical challenge because that was great. She had Why a, did you roll your eyes about that? Because she had a one in three chance. Like, all technical wins are not equal in my book. Oh, interesting. Winning technical the first week is much more difficult than the last week. Hmm. Yeah, you only have to be two people. I get that. Yeah. Like, it's still good. And those bakers are, in theory, better than the bakers who were there in, in the first week. Yep. So in that way, the stakes are maybe higher, but those good bakers were also there the first week. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's cool. But when she was like, I finally want to take the call. It's like, well, yes. (laughs) Yes, you did. Okay. Well, I'm really happy for her. Anyway, (laughs) I make that point to say that Giuseppe came in third. Mm-hmm. And like it seemed like they were all sort of even at the be- after the signature, but then when yeah. they go into the showstopper, they say that Christelle is slightly ahead of Giuseppe, who's slightly ahead of Chiggs. So like Giuseppe is already ahead of Chiggs for some reason. Like I don't understand. Well, I do understand. I think Paul. I kinda, don't like it. I think Paul kind of outed himself at the end he of this sure episode did. when he said that week one he decided Giuseppe was the winner. Yep, he's like, "Yep, oh, that's our winner." That one right there, first first signature. What are we doing? <sighs> what are we doing nine weeks later? Yep, great questions for Paul yeah. I, I had that same thought. I, Giuseppe seemed like he should have been at the bottom going into the showstopper. Yeah, I, I mean, it or or it would have been like clear that they were all neck and neck, or maybe he and Chigs were tied. I don't know. Like, 
Yeah. It was very odd. Very odd. And I don't know how they're, when there are only three people in the technical, the difference between first and last can be pretty small. It's true. And I don't know how they're weighing that versus, you know, if it's like whoever did best in the first one is like one point and whoever did best in the second is one point. Yeah. Or if it's more nuanced. Mm -hmm. I think they usually just measure it by the number of twinkles in Paul's eyes. So, or if it's biased based on what one judge decided two months mm -hmm. ago. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's get into that showstopper then. It was a wild ride. They really, they upped the drama this time too they by, by highlighting, so strongly highlighting Giuseppe's oven blunder. Oh, it was a stressful bake. And making it seem like he had zero chance to even finish his bake. And he was fighting his way back the whole time. He got so pissed he just started mumbling in Italian to himself. It was the first time he's done that. <laughs> the <laughs> captions just say speaking Italian. Yep. But then they do translate for you, which it was is very really nice. nice. Yeah. But he was just staring at his oven mumbling in oh, Italian. He was pissed. He was pissed. Yeah. Just had his like head down on the table <laughs> at one point and just said Jesus. Yep. I can't. <laughs> I, I don't. I can't do this. I, he said, I don't, I don't need this. I really don't need yeah, this. I really don't need this. <laughs> uh, yeah. Lots of lots of drama in the final bake. Drama. A lot of shots of just bakers running from uh -huh. one place mm -hmm. to another in yep. the tent. Mr. Spatula, which is a bit. That's that a I, recurring bit. That I believe Noel has done in the past. Yep. Fucking nailed it this yeah, time. Yeah, Mr. Spatula got it right. <laughs> Going forward. Do whatever weird shit Noel says to do with the spatula <laughs> and you'll win. You'll win, I guess. Um, I also did appreciate, especially on rewatch, seeing how much time they spent watching Christelle fuck up her focaccia. Okay. <laughs> I, we have to talk about that because it was so unbelievably bad. And I think if she puts a like just a, a fine, decent, average focaccia on the table... I think she wins. Yeah. It seemed that way. Right? And they, they were even setting it up in like the... that's three out of four. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. They loved the other three. She was first in the technical. She was even with the others in the first round. They mm -hmm. said she was in the lead coming into this. Yeah. Not, no one really, like, completely crushed in the showstopper. What? You disagree? I kind of disagree. Okay. You think Giuseppe well, did? Ah, so, okay. I kind of think that Giuseppe and Chiggs both had really good showings, but like, okay, I I don't know again how they scored all these things. They each had four elements. Yeah. And then Giuseppe, they, they loved that panna cotta, and then his other three were really good, and then the shoe buns had like something sort of wrong with them. The, the texture was off. Mm -hmm. And then Chiggs... They thought three of four things were delicious, excellent, delicious. And then on the biscuits, they thought they were beautiful, but they couldn't taste the elderflower or the pepper. So, like, yeah. they thought all four of his things were great. And the one deficit was that they couldn't taste one of his flavors fully. Versus, like, on Giuseppe, they actually had a ding on one of his things. Okay. So, again, I don't get it. Also, I'm Team Chigs. Ride or die. So I'm. So you're very saying. Sad. So you're okay. So you're making the case that Shig should have won. I think I'm making that case. Yes. Huh. Yes. Because they were roughly even in the first. 
He was in the middle yep. in the technical. Yep. And then you thought they judged his showstopper better than or higher than Giuseppe's. The verbals on his showstopper were better than Giuseppe's. Hmm. But you know, who knows? And then there's of course like the cumulative effect X factor. I think that's undeniably That's huge in, in play here. Yeah, for sure. I do think though, if if Christelle doesn't put a completely disastrous, like inedible element up yeah. there. Mm-hmm. It's much tighter, and maybe she wins. I think you're right. I think, I think if right. that Focaccia is good, she wins. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what she thought she was doing. Like every step of the, and obviously they were playing it up that way in the edit to make it look like it was a disaster because it was. But there, like, there were a couple shots of that that baking tin that looked <laughs> legitimately like there was more oil than dough. It in was there. just like one thing of play doh sitting in a big bowl of oil. That's it. Like it was floating. Yeah. In oil, <laughs> even in the oven. Mm-hmm. For fifteen minutes in the oven. Yeah, and then she checked the temperature, and she's like, "Well, it's it's very hot. It's done. It's like you're checking the temperature the of boiling oil. oil. Yep." Of of a layer of half an inch of oil on top of the thing you're trying to bake, that was insane. There was no that never had a chance to work. It's true, yeah, <sighs> yeah. So I mean, honestly, though, it was like a horse race. They were all neck and neck, and they all were outstanding. But it feels like it it probably was these things that we're talking about that swayed them at the end. Your guy got screwed. Is <laughs> is what you're saying. It's okay. It's fine. Doesn't sound like it's okay. It's fine. It's fine. I'm happy for Giuseppe, I promise. I'm very happy for him. Uh, there were so many team hugs. There were so many shouts. One of the more supportive bake-off, Absolutely. especially as we got down to the, the finalists, mm-hmm. one of the more supportive groups for sure. that I've seen. Mm-hmm. And I think due in no small, small part to Christelle's enthusiasm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. She... Based on her reaction to Giuseppe winning, I I can't imagine what would have happened if she had won. <laughs> like she seemed, maybe she would have been even like less excited. She seemed thrilled yep. that Giuseppe had won. Like and Giuseppe and was very just genuinely. Stunned. Yeah, yeah. At Chiggs called it a euphoric moment when someone else won. <laughs> when he lost, it was a euphoric moment. Oh. Because he loves Giuseppe so much. God, that makes me just so happy. That is just what we need. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. Um, also so good, just the epilogue in general. So we talked a little bit about them going punting. Yeah. Um, I just loved, loved how they en- ended with Giuseppe and his dad writing a book together. I will be buying that book. That's- we will be baking things from it. That's such an obvious but also brilliant decision. Absolutely. I mean, so like, many of them get book deals after Bake. If you win Bake Off, you have to have a cookbook. Oh, for right? sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think they all do, actually. But also, that's such a better tie-in oh, for yeah. him. Like, what a cool opportunity to be able to do that and have a real publisher and have, you know, millions of people see it. Versus just, like, recipe cards in yeah. your kitchen. Yeah. But also, what a great marketing tool. <laughs> also that, yeah. You know, it's so it's such a better story even than just winning Bake Off mm-hmm. to pass down family recipes. And especially if 
you know, th- it sounds like this might be one of the last chances to do so. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. That's really cool. I mean, full disclosure, we were both crying on the couch watching this, right? Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, even in the intro family parts. <laughs> yeah. Definitely at the end. Yeah, for sure. When, when Buddy's just hugging his hugging his plate. Yeah. <laughs> hugging his plate. Oh. I love what a, like, it's such a diminutive trophy. It's just a cake plate. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think maybe it has something inscribed on it. Yep. But they... There's no money. There's no, you just get a cake plate. Correct. And they're so psyched. A a grown man is jumping around hugging a cake plate. (laughs) To be fair, I mean, he's made a bunch of money for Channel 4 and Love Media or whoever the production companies are. Yeah. And I kind of want him to get paid more. Yeah, so they contestants don't get paid at all, correct? Mm-mm. No. I think they get, like, you know, daily meals and stuff, and sure. their room and board for that time is, a, is covered. A per diem. I think so, yeah, to buy those clothes that you need. Uh, I doubt it covers that. Hmm. Yeah, okay. Maybe if you don't eat, you can get clothes instead. Giuseppe's got arms as long as most people's legs. He's got to eat. <laughs> He's got to put clothes on him, too. Exactly. Custom, pants. probably. He's got to get pants for his arms. He's got to get some <laughs> those, like, big jackets they put on horses in the winter. Yes. Okay. <laughs> all right. Let's, uh, all right. Let's check out the league, because I believe we have some, the league. some final, final scores. We do. Correct? We do have final, final scores. Okay, I assume so, everyone just picked Giuseppe this week. Um, There were a lot of people who picked Giuseppe, but I will say, like, many people picked Chiggs, many people picked Christelle. Um, a couple people picked Freya. <laughs> that was you. Uh, <laughs> so first off, um, I will be awarding five points to people who picked Christelle because even though it's not a regular scoring week, she did win her first technical and that felt like a victory in itself. So wow, I'm making that decision. I, I guess you can do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's nowhere in the description of this week, but go for it. Yeah, okay. Um, so then for people who picked Giuseppe, I awarded 20 points. And the reason for this, it was actually rooted in data because the mm. average star baker um, in each of the previous weeks mm-hmm. netted 21 points on our scale. Okay. So 20 points was pretty much like in line with where people had been across the season for, for winning. Okay. Um, Any other arbitrary point assignments? Well, sort of. Um, <laughs> okay, good, 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 good. Uh, so the bonus question this week was mm-hmm. how many times will Giuseppe exclaim something in the subtitles? Correct. And we didn't have like the word exclaim, but we did have the ooh and the exclamation point. So in that... So are you counting that as one? I'm counting that as either zero or one half, which were the entries that were closest to that. Wait, people put one half? Yeah, somebody put one half. It was a brilliant move. Um, well, they should just win. <laughs> Well, I mean, technically, he also never did the thing that we asked how many times he would do it. So people who put one are not getting any points. Correct. People who guessed zero or one half. And so that leaves three people. We have Martin, CGK, and Caitlin S. So congratulations to those three. Well done, crew. And also, it includes our top scorer this week, Scott W. (laughs) Well done, buddy. (laughs) 
Well, wait. So a- anybody who got Giuseppe and, and the, the bonus. bonus question, yes, but only, but only one person did that. Huh. Okay, Scott W. Who you know hasn't had the most brilliant of seasons. He's been down at the bottom He's a couple times, if bottom. I recall. So yeah. this is a redemption story that I'd like to celebrate. Well done. Do we have cumulative ten week scores? We we do. Amazing. You are moving me along. I see. Oh, I'm sorry. Were there? Uh, yeah. Oh. So um, before we get on to the cumulative scores, a couple of things about this year. Um, so 88 people, 88 individual people played our silly game with us over Amazing. the last 10 weeks. Thank you to all 88 of you. Pretty awesome. It was Two of those fun. are us. Thank you to all 86 of you. <laughs> good point. Good point. Um, and then on average, 38 people played with us each week. Not bad. Not bad. Can I say one thing, one podcast related stat? Mm-hmm. This podcast across the last... <laughs> Whatever it's been, two ten and weeks. a half months, yeah. exactly ten weeks, uh, has been downloaded over two thousand times. What? Yeah, it's silly. That's very it's silly. Very silly. Okay, this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so thank you to everyone who's been listening. Thank you to everyone who's been playing with us, um, and thank you for the comments that people left each week. It's been so fun to like hear what people like, hear what people are thinking about. In their entries, they leave oh, comments? Yeah. Oh, amazing. Yeah. In their like bonus question entries, usually there are a lot of comments addressed to Fantastic. us. So it's really good. Uh, it's been really fun. And so with that, the cumulative score is on the season. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to read the top 10 people. Sure. Um, we have in number 10 spot, we have Kristen T. Sorry, one, one point of clarification. Is there a minimum number of entries that you had to submit in order to qualify for this or how are we doing this? No, good question. So because you could get negative points if you played, but you could get zero points if you didn't play, I Mm. was thinking about filtering out by people who had played more consistently. I ended up not because it definitely sorted itself out and there's a good amount of stratification in the results. The more you play, the more points you're probably going to score generally. That makes sense. Okay. So top 10. So in 10th place, we have Kristen T. Mm-hmm. In ninth place, we have Brian. In eighth place, we have Carla. In seventh spot, we have Joe H. In sixth place, we have Liz M. And then we have two folks tied for fourth place with 258 points each. We have Caitlin S. and Laura M. Wow. Well done. That's in, a lot of points. It's a lot of points. Okay. In third place, we have Jeannie L. with 263.5 points. Okay. And then in second place, we have me (laughs) (laughs) with 272.5 points. And in first place, it's me. Fuck all you guys. (laughs) No. We rigged it. No, you were like way down there. Yeah, I forgot to enter most weeks. Okay. Um, And then in first place, we have CGK with 302.5 points. Totally ran away with it. Wow. Wait, what was second? 272? 272. Well done. Averaged uh, three points per week more than anyone else? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, congratulations to everyone who played, everybody who had even a little bit of fun doing this this year. And then um, congratulations especially to our winner. Yeah, you win absolutely nothing. Zero things. <laughs> Zero things. Can we, do you have the full list in front of you? I do, yeah. Can we see what place last year's winner finished in? Oh, sure. And can we read the bottom few scores? Yeah, well, we can. Okay, so... Our, who was our who was last year's winner? It was Sierra D. Ah, Sierra D. She absolutely dominated last year. Sierra D came in in oh what place is Uh-oh, that? That's a lot of scrolling. Uh, <laughs> Sierra D has seventy one points. Oof. 
and came in in 40th position. Eh, it was right in the middle. We had mm-hmm. eight, You said we had 88? Just uh, slightly above the middle. Slightly above the middle. Yeah, it's not but so bad. But below you, you had 131 points. That's not bad. It's not terrible. I f- I, there were probably four or five weeks that I did not enter. That's probably true. Um, so we had... We yeah, had a total of seven folks who ended up with negative points <laughs> and also dropped off pretty early in the season, maybe as well, a result. Those things might be related, yep. yeah. Yep. Uh, so what are those scores? Um, we have between negative one and negative 14 points. Who got negative 14? VL. Mm. Yep. Rough. Yep. Um, also, friend of the pod, Alex B, came in with negative six. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tough times. All right. Any other stats? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what else you have over there. I mean, I have a conditionally formatted spreadsheet. I have no clue what that means, but it looks cool. It means it has colors that tell you what the numbers are. (laughs) Colors that tell you what the numbers are. (laughs) Neat. (laughs) Sounds like fun. Uh, No, I think I'm good. Cool. Well. Well. It's been real. It's been been fun. Uh, Maybe we'll, I don't know, drop in from time to time. Otherwise... I, I would love to do this again next year for the new season. Yeah. Well, in the meantime, maybe let's start a petition to replace Matt Lucas with Dan Levy. Mm. With Lizzie. Yes. Yes. <laughs> with for sure. anyone not Matt Lucas. And maybe in the off season, we can encourage people to check out the great Canadian Bake Off. Oh, yeah. If you need more Bake Off in your or life. Or more Dan Levy in your life. In the next nine months before the new season starts up again. If you haven't watched the great Canadian baking show, show or bake off or the Canadian version of this lovely program. Depends on what Pillsbury has or hasn't copyrighted in said country. You absolutely need to. Yes. The is it the first season that's hosted so. by Dan Levy and damn it, what's his what's his co presenter's name? It's like his real life best friend. She's lovely. She has an amazing narration voice. Julia Chan. Julia Chan and Dan Levy are the presenters on Canadian Bake Off. And it's, honestly, I might like it more than the the British version. It's it's truly a great time. It's very, very, very sweet. So if you're all caught up on the British version, check that out. Stay far, far away from the Australian version. Ooh, that's terrible. It is a real shit good. show. It's like a, I don't know, it's got some like road rules vibes or like, uh, what was the other MTV reality show? Real World? Real World. That's the one I'm thinking of. Oh my God, it totally It's got some like MTV Real World vibes in a very not fun way. It's like somebody made a PowerPoint with all of the different transitions and also musical cues for each slide. There's like a different, there's like a different dubstep cue every 12 seconds. (laughs) It's just brutal. (laughs) <laughs> so don't watch that. Find the Canadian version. Have yourself a lovely time with mm-hmm. Dan and Julia. And at some point, we will see you again back here in the Lair's Lair. Yeah. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.